we're worshiping today, I just thought, we all, there's things that are going on, but God's like, if the only thing you had was my son's death and resurrection, that is, you have more to be joyful about than anything. And I started thinking about that. So this word, the Lord's, last week, remember I got up here and I said, I've planned the whole week, I studied all week, I planned this word, and God said, you're not speaking that. And I had to put it down. Well, there's a reason. And as we go into this, you're going to see, I've got some things that just happened. Matt comes to me late in the night, I'm in bed, and he's like, I, I got th- this, we got to deal with an issue, you're preaching tomorrow. I'm like, I'm in bed, it's like midnight. Like, I'm covered up. I am ready. And I was like, okay. All right, Lord, what do you want to say? And so God said, I want you to go back to character. I want you to walk people in the character of God, in, in, in my character. So this is called, called to character. Um, how many of you guys want to, like, it's exciting when we start talking about gifts, talents, all that stuff. It's like, I want to know my destiny. I want to walk in my destiny. I want to be in my calling right now, right? How many of you guys are like that? It's like, when you hear from God, you're like, I want to do it right now. And God's like, slow down. Wouldn't you like to wait for me? We do. We want to know that. You know, in that space between our calling and our destiny, that's our character. We don't really think about that because we're like, God called me. I'm important. I'm significant. Yes, that is all true. But we always hear God plants seeds doesn't he? Seeds take time. We have to give them things. We have to provide. They need, they need water. They need, they need good soil. They need light. And sometimes we get that seed, and we want to go out and throw that seed at everyone. Look what I am. Look what God's called me to do. And they're like, a seed? I'm like, wow. It's a little underwhelming, right? You can't feed them with a seed. But man, an entire harvest... So that's when we grow up, we learn, we prepare. And nobody is too mature. Nobody in this room, nobody on this earth is too wise to continue to grow and mature in their character. But the character growth, the calling, that's easy because you did nothing. Christ went to the cross. He died. He rose again. He said, I'm giving you these gifts. I'm giving you these talents. I'm I'm." partnering and inviting you into the ministry of reconciliation. He did all of that. That's really easy. Being called is easy. Walking to your destiny, that's hard. Character growth is difficult. It is difficult when someone has wronged you, something bad has happened, where it seems like the enemy's just after you. Ever had seasons where it seems like, if one more thing happens, Lord... You have the right to maybe, maybe they did something against you, and you have the right to say, you were wrong. That wasn't okay. I deserve this. I worked hard for this. And God's like, well, we're going to work on your character first. You ever have that? I mean, there's times in my life, or even my kid's life. Can I call you out a little bit? (laughs) This child. I'll tell you. First children. They're amazing. 
even if they make mistakes. But I remember one time she had so much emotion and she wanted to say something and I grabbed her face and I put her hand on our, her mouth and I was like, you will not even speak. You will not create something out of that. I drug her out, not by her hair or anything, just nicely. I handed her to your wife and I was like, walk her away quickly before her mouth does something, like say something. How many of you guys have been there? How many of you guys needed a mom at that moment? And you're like, where's my mom to cover my mouth? So I've done that myself. So I'm just calling you out because that will help people grow. So we use our, you were raised by me, so I understand. Matt said to me the other day, he said, I feel like everyone should have a daughter because men need to know what it's like to take care of, protect, and guard. When we have sons, we don't realize that. But when we have a daughter, we know that our job is to take care of, protect women and children. And so when you have daughters, they, when they argue, when they fight, when they do things, when they're, when they're emotional, it's way different than sons. So you know what? We were, he got to be part of that. We know who we are. He only got daughters, so he got doubly blessed. Um, so now you're coming into the season of sons because <laughs> they're getting married. But, but this, with our kids, you know, we, have, we are a ministry family. When, when God calls you, if you have a family, your entire family's called. Do you know that? So you need to really weigh that for your family, your children, because it's not like, well, I'm called and you can go do whatever you want. It's like you're part of our family. Levi, you've come into our family. Jordan, you're coming to family. doesn't matter. You don't get a choice. It's like, you know, he liked Juana many years ago, and I said, if you want to see her, you'll come to church. You ain't going to see her anywhere else. <laughs> so come an awesome man of God. Awesome man of God. Because that's how we should, it grows our character as we get opportunities to be together. But I can call my children out and say things like that because they know it is part of the ministry and it is part of other people getting built up, isn't it? That's, I really don't ever ask because I know that you guys all want the fullness of everybody getting that revelation. It's real. Like, we, we are people. We have a flesh that happens. But our character growth, it's, it's difficult because we have to get quiet sometimes. <laughs> to just me, but it's hard for me. I talk in my sleep. I talk to my animals. You don't even have to have people. I talk to my animals all the time. And in weird ways, my kids are like, you're acting like they're going to respond to you. I'm like, they do. Okay? But our thoughts have to be quiet. Our prejudices, our doubts, and we have to learn to submit to God's word over everything else. Over everything else. That's hard sometimes. That's really hard. We, and, and we have to know God's will. We don't need to give this, you know, it's a manipulation when people say, well, I'm just praying it's God's will. No, you're just lazy. God said his will in his word. We don't have to know, is it God's will to heal somebody? Is it God's will to deliver somebody? Is it God's will to prosper somebody? No, we already know God's will. We can say, I'm praying God's will, which I know according to scripture. We don't need to fake out and be like, well, if it doesn't happen, I don't want to look up. No, no, no. We know God's will. And we can know God's will when we know his word. And we have to want God's will over ours. That's the key to character growth. When we actually say, God, I want what you want over what I want. We need to know his character because we can't, if we don't know his character, who he is, 
then we can't grow because we can't follow somebody, we can't follow something that we don't know. And it builds our reputation in Christ. So the more you understand his character, the easier it is and the quicker it is. When you were talking about, I love that, Donis, you shared about, you know, being old. And I'm like, that's not old. That's just maturity. I've had more times to learn the character of God. I've had more season to sit under teaching and, and to learn and to soak in the word. Because the best way to grow your character. You can't go to these self-help things and all of this. That doesn't grow your character. The best way to grow your character is to be with God. That's it. Read his word. Worship. Praise. I'm here and I'm just like, thank you, Lord. When he's like, you know, when it said, you know, he went, he, he died for us. And I was like, thank you, Lord. Nobody, there isn't anybody that would do that for me. I mean, parents, we probably die for our children. I don't have parents anymore. So right now there probably isn't. And I'm thinking, except Jesus. So when we praise and we worship, we're with him, we're thanking him, we're giving him honor, glory. You know, be in atmospheres where he is welcome and wanted. I got a text message early in the morning on Saturday trying to sleep in from John. I was really upset. I thought today was Sunday and I just want to be in church with everybody. <laughs> And he's like, well, you got one more day. I'm going back to bed. <laughs> Morning wake up. I'm like, is this a conspiracy with you guys to not let me sleep? I'm not sure what's happening here. <laughs> I'm just joking. But like the excitement is like, I just want to be with everyone. I just love the church. I love being in the atmosphere. I just love seeing everyone. It's good. It's good. But that's what's like we want to be with God. Because joy fills the room, hope fills the room. I come in, my hope, my hope is, you know, I'm low. I come into a room where hope is moving, and, and it's like all of a sudden, oh, how did I get that? You came into an atmosphere that is filled with it. That's how we grow our character. You want to grow your character to look more like Christ, right? How many of you guys are like, I want to look like, more like Christ. I want, to, I want to speak more like him. I want to act more like him. I want to give like him. I want to bless like him. I want that then hang around the Father, hang around the Son, and hang around the Holy Spirit. Don't be like, I just want the Father. You know what? Then we lose salvation, don't we? We don't have salvation because salvation is in the Son. And if we say, well, the Holy Spirit, he can be weird. <laughs> He's always doing things that, you know what, I don't like to do. He's like, yeah, and I carry all the power. In authority with me. See, so we need to hang around the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. It, it says God inhabits the praises of his people. I'm going to share something with you guys. God laid it on our heart a couple weeks ago. He said, I want you to do a family worship night for the community, and that is happening. We have a worship team that's coming from Grand Rapids that's going to be coming, and we're going to have it over at Camp Henry, and we're going to have a worship night from little children all the way up to adults, and it's going to be awesome, and that's going to be in April. God put it together like that. God's like, call these people. You've never even met them. You met, you met the leader one time. Ask him, hey, you want to come up here? You want to do this? You want to do worship for us? And just come and it's, you know what I mean? And we're not promoting any churches. We're not promoting anything. All we're doing is giving glory and praise to God. Do you want to do that? 
They're like, yes. See what God does? Because they want to be in the inhabited, dwell, be in God's presence. And it says that he always inhabits the praises of his people. It's good. If we want to grow in character, we got to love showing the love of God more than the judgment of God. The love of God more than the judgment of God. Titus 3, um, verse 4, it says, But when the goodness and kindness of our God, our Savior, and his love for mankind appeared in human form as the man, Jesus Christ, he saved us, not because of works or righteousness that we have done, but because of his own compassion and mercy by the cleansing of the new birth, that means spiritual transformation, and renewed, renewing of the Holy Spirit, whom he poured out richly upon us through Christ Jesus, our Savior, so that we would be justified, made free of the guilt of sin by his compassionate, undeserved grace. That's love, because he could have said, none of you deserve this, and I'm going home to my father. No. And that we would acknowledge that he made us heirs of eternal life according to our hope. That's good. How good is that? That is how we show the love of God over the judgment of God. We don't go up to people and be like, your life ain't right. You're going to hell. You're doing this wrong. You say, guess what? I see that your life is struggling. Let me introduce you to Jesus because I can't help you. No one can help you. There ain't enough self-help books out there. There isn't enough anything, but he can. Because it is the love of God that needs to spur us forward as we build our character, not the judgment. At least I'm better than. That first time you hear that, you know that's from the enemy because that is not in the character of God. At least I'm doing better than this person. At least my sin is not as prevalent as over here or this. It's like, no, the first thing is the love of God. You want to build your character? Pray in the Spirit. It's powerful. Don't be like, well, the Holy Spirit's weird, and I don't like speaking in tongues. I don't care. He said, do you want power? That's how you give it. I'm, I'm giving you the Holy Spirit. Do you want to argue with me of how I do it? Are you God? You don't like how I do that? You don't like that if people see you doing that, they're going to think you're weird, whatever it is? Pray in the Spirit. There is power there. There is power there. If you haven't been baptized in the Holy Spirit, Come see us. We'll walk you through that. We will show you in Scripture that God wants that for you. I always tell people, I said, baptism in the Holy Spirit is not a salvation issue. You will still, you know what you call in the name of the Lord Jesus, you will still go to heaven. But it's like this. You can, I live eight miles out of town. I can take a bicycle or I can drive my vehicle. They both get me there. They both accomplish that. But there is power in my car, I would like to do that. It's not as much striving on my own strength. Does that make sense? It gives you that power, that authority. So pray in the Spirit. Ask God questions. Talking to Him, asking Him questions, which means we have to talk to Him. We have to pray. We have to. You know, He's the author of all revelation. Any revelation you get, He's the author, He's the only one. So if you need something to be revealed, go to the source. 
He's the source. Lord, I can't figure this out. I don't know what to do. I spoke last week. I just couldn't figure out how to get this dumb screw out of this thing that I messed up. And I thought, you know what? I don't know how to do this. I am not an engineer. Those of you that are, thank the Lord for you. I am just like, shake it. (laughs) That's exactly what God told me to do. He said, just turn it this way and shake it. Isn't that crazy? Something so simple. But all we got to do is go to the source, even on the littlest things. We practice going to God in the little things. It's easy to go in the big things. You're like, you did it here, 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 and you will do it here too. You want your character to grow? You're like, all right, Lord, I don't know how to do this at all. I don't know how you're going to work this out. I don't know how this is ever going to work out. Like this is nothing in, in the history of the world. This has never worked out for anyone. And God's like, I'm not done writing history. Ask God, talk to him. He's got your answers. All revelation comes from him. Here's here's a drink before I go here. (laughs) Love the anointing. Don't just tolerate it. Love the anointing. Don't just tolerate. Love seeing the Holy Spirit move. Be active and make it welcoming. Don't be like, well... seems like every time we worship these people, the Holy Spirit just seems to be on them and and they're just loving on Jesus and maybe they're falling to their knees and they're crying. Love when the anointing is moving. Be active in it. Welcome it. Isaiah 61, the Spirit of the Lord God is upon who? Upon me. The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me, he says, because the Lord has anointed me. He said, you know what? You came into the kingdom. Whose anointing is on you? to do anything, to speak, to take your next breath in here. Whose anointing is on you? Jesus came and God gave that anointing. He said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to preach good tidings. You have breath so that you can preach the word of God, so that you can share the good news of Jesus Christ. That is the only reason you have breath, because we became a servant to that. Good tidings to the poor. He sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, open the prison, open the prison to those who are bound to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all who mourn, to console those who mourn in Zion, to give them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. Sometimes we just got to get out from under that weighted blanket of heaviness. That just feels like I can't move, I can't go, I can't go any direction. He says that the garment of praise, praise, thank you, Jesus, you are good, you are amazing, you have done everything from the beginning of time to now, and you will continue. You are victorious. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. And it says the spirit of heaviness removed. <clears throat> that you may be called trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he may be glorified. that's good he may be glorified the anointing he gives you the boldness to preach the gospel boldness is not like I get boldness and I go do it boldness is this is really scary and I do it because I'm obedient to Christ it is scary to go into some places and seasons and with some people right Try preaching the gospel to your unsafe family members. That's the hardest place to go. That's scary. You're like, I need the anointing on me more. I 
pour it down, right? It's easy to preach the gospel to someone you ain't never going to see again. Let me tell you about Jesus. I'm out of here if you don't like me or if you're going to come after me. And, you know, it don't matter because I'm gone. People got to live with every day. The people got to see you every day. That's harder. So it's like I need boldness. It starts with fear. And as soon as you say yes to Christ, it turns into boldness. So people, they're like, pray for boldness for me. I'm like, all right, I'm going to pray for lots of uh, things that make you uncomfortable to come into your life then. Lots of opportunities. You asked for that. So those of you that have done Activate and you kept saying, just pray for boldness for me. You asked for it. And we have been praying for it. And a lot of you have gotten many opportunities to be bold. And you have stepped up. And I'm proud of you. Because we get to bring the truth to those who are bound. That's good. We get to bring comfort and console others. And not Matt's kind of comfort. <laughs> He's getting really better. John walked into our house and he hugged him. For like, I think, how many seconds was that? I was like, the spirit of the Lord is upon us. <laughs> right there. Come on, it was good. But you see, we're supposed to bring comfort. We're supposed to console. Release joy no matter the circumstances. <laughs> That's hard, right? Talked about last week. <laughs> God. My truck got hit. Yay, we're laughing. We're laughing. Just got it fixed. Got more news for you today. (laughs) We're going to go. This is, the great thing is, as God gave me this last week, in a different circumstance, he's going to give you praise over heaviness. This week, my little dog was like, what is happening? I was worshiping and spinning around, so she thinks that I'm asking her to spin. So I have this little dog, 10-pound dog. I'm spinning around. I'm praising God. And you see this dog. Just going like this. And it, I'm like, yeah, we praise Jesus in this house. I don't care if you have four legs, two legs. It don't matter. Praise over heaviness. Because I was sitting there, and I'm like, I just kind of feel down. And I thought, I should take the, the wisdom that I've given out from you, Lord, that when you feel down to praise, so I'm like, I'm getting up and praising. I ain't taking my socks off. Worked out. Pajamas, it doesn't matter. Praise for the heaviness. Because the anointing is not this warm feeling. It's not like, oh, the anointing just fell on them. and just, You know, it can be. But that's not normally what it is. It's the ability to do what you could never do in your own strength. That's what the anointing is. The ability to do what you could never do in your own strength, knowing that it's only the strength of God, his anointing upon you, that will lead you in victory. That's it. That's what anointing is. I cannot physically do this. I cannot mentally do this. I cannot emotionally do this. You're right. You can't. He said, that's why you need my anointing, because he can. So our character, our character only gets revealed really under pressure, doesn't it? Our true character. We can put on this like fake face. What do you call it? The retail face? Or what do you call Customer service face. <laughs> you know, we can do that for a little bit. But real character is revealed under pressure. If you're like, I don't know if I need to build my character in an area, look what happens when you're under pressure. <laughs> I've come a long way, and I am embarrassed of ways I've responded in the past. I'm like, what was I thinking? Why did I do that? And God just says, you didn't have any character there. 
You didn't have any character there. Sometimes I didn't have character because I was just ignorant. Sometimes I just hadn't learned that yet. And sometimes it's because I wanted comfort, so I tried to go around character. Have any of you guys done that? We go around character like, I don't want to learn that lesson because I don't like it. You know what I mean? It's kind of like you learned to ride a two-wheeler and you probably fell off and got some scratches in doing that because we have to do it. We don't leave, we don't leave the training wheels on forever. Some of us are like, I just don't ride bikes. When I hear of adults that can't ride bikes, I'm like, so you fell once and decided like, nope, never doing that again. I'm not going to build any character there. I'm not going to grow. See, that's what we have to see. I, so, so God showed me about vehicles I've had in the past. He said, I want to talk to you about vehicles. So last week, God was speaking to me, and he said, do you remember your old Toyota van you had back, like, I don't even know. It was a 1999. I mean, 1999 Toyota van could still be going, right? You, right. You come on. Oh. So I had this, and, and we went to the fireworks. We're all like, yeah, let's all go, and our whole church group would go down there, and we... And you know what? Two drunk guys got in a fight and one threw one into my van and busted the light out and everything. I was so mad. I was like, I'm going to find them. I'm going. And these are big guys. I'm like, I'm going to match. Like, please do not fight two drunk guys. <laughs> I got a kid on my hip. I'm like, you better. I'm looking all over. You know, it's dark. And I was so mad for days. So mad. Like, how could they do this to me? I did nothing wrong. I was parked where I was supposed to be. I'm doing everything I'm supposed to be. I paid for this, and now I'm out this money because they ran off before the police got there. I was mad, and I was saying things and doing things, and I wouldn't let anyone sleep in my household because I wanted him to be as mad as I was. Okay, I don't know how many years ago that was. It was like early 2000s, okay? So what's 10 years after that? 2010. I know 100% it is. I work census to pay for that cash, so yeah, 2010. So that was 2010. Then 2021 comes. Just driving my flex, and I was just, God, you guys know the story. If you don't know the story, God brought that car to me. I looked at it, and I said, Lord, I wish I could have a car like that someday. I said, but I'm not. The next week, God said, I made a way. Go down there and get that car. So I was like, thank you for him. I loved it. It was like this great car, and I was like, I just love. I was literally just talking to him. I'm like, I just love how it feels in here. I'm going to a stoplight. Someone just comes right across. I'm parked, and they just drive right into me. <laughs> they got no insurance. They got, you know, and they said, guess what? Can't fix it. And I was like, okay, but I'm kind of, I'm kind of frustrated, and I'm going to say something to them, and I did. Not, not mean. I was just like, maybe you should have insurance. Like, it was, it was better. Hmm. Okay, and then if you were here last week, God brought up about this truck. So in, in December, we were supposed to go to New York. We get to the airport, we're there, and the, start, the flights start being delayed. And I said, Matt, I don't think we're supposed to go to New York. These flights aren't going to do it. It's not going to work out. We can't go. So we go there, and I said, hey, I know I've booked everything, and I didn't do any assurance, but can you give me all the money back? They said, yes. <laughs> so everything, every single place said 100% refund. Love it. And I said, okay, so we go home. And I, I get up the next morning. I said, hey, this truck just popped up today. We should go get it right now. So we did get the truck. This is just like around the 12th or 13th of, no, of December. So I'm like, this is awesome. I just love having this. 
And last week I talked about that me and Sue were going to hear the word of God and someone on the expressway, I said, she's going to hit me. And she just runs right in the side of my truck. And I start laughing. And Sue's like, what's happening? I said, she just hit us on the S-curves going 75. We're laughing. Then we start praying. We're praying in the spirit. We're like, you know. And so do you see how the progression of character that God gave me the opportunity to do? So this is where I'm like, okay, Lord, you didn't want me to, to speak this message last week. Last night, Lana, her car is in the shop at Kevin's shop. And she's driving home. She had to bring some stuff. And, and we get a call at 11 o'clock at night. She's sick. She's crying. She's like, Mom, I'm just in an accident. I don't know what's going on. I said, are you okay? And she said, no. She said, the truck is totaled. I said, who cares? Like, are you okay? And like, it doesn't matter. I'm like, are you okay? And I said, I need you to just call. And I just thought, I wasn't mad at all. Eight weeks with that truck. But instead, Layla's with me, and I said, praise God she had the truck and not her car. Eight weeks we had that vehicle, and God saved our lives twice with it. God canceled the trip so that we would be there to get to pick that up. It saved mine and Sue's life and my daughter's because she, a deer ran out in front of her. She skid. She went all the way around, spinning around, slammed it up. The whole side, the whole back end, everything is crushed. And you know what? I woke up this morning, and all she had is just a little soreness in one eye. That's it. Praise God that it doesn't matter. You know what I mean? How good. And I said, you know, she's like, I feel bad. I'm like, who cares? God did this. God took care of us. He knew the character of grow on is like the glory of God. You spared our lives, sickness, pain, anything. Do you see how God can work and move when our character, I could have been mad and been like, you're going too fast or you were doing this or you, you know what I mean? I can't believe this. Now I have to deal with all this. Who cares? Who cares, right? Do you see how character will grow if you apply the spirit of the Lord, when she came in, we hugged her and we said, man, I'm so glad, you know what, you're okay. And she's like, I feel so bad. I'm like, who cares? God did. He was glorified in that. He knew what the enemy had planned. He knew what was going to be going on and he protected you. You could have been injured. You could have, you know, you could have been killed. But God did. So me and Layla are in there waiting because she's like, my husband's working. Can I come spend the night at your house? <laughs> Married children. <laughs> also, can I bring all of my animals? Can we all be on your bed at the same time? It was the weekend. No, oh, yeah. Not the I wasn't going to call her out on two days. <laughs> but you see, so we got all these animals laying in bed, and we're just laughing, and we're just like, you know what? I'm so thankful that God did that, and he did everything so quick. Matt gets in the car. He goes, and Matt goes, I'm not preaching tomorrow. You're preaching tomorrow. So that's why I said we did. I didn't know I was preaching until today, but I looked, and I looked at my notes, and I was like, God, I was literally talking about how you built character with accidents and loss of expensive items that have come into my life. Do you see how character grows when we submit it to the Lord? As character grows, it enhances your giftings and callings. It enhances your giftings and callings. So if you're like, 
God called me and I want my destiny, then let your character grow. Let your character grow. If you're like, I just feel stuck, I don't know what God wants me to do, you probably need to grow up. Right? Lord, where can I, where can I apply? Where can I learn? Give me something to learn. Pray for boldness. There's an area that you can grow up. Pray for patience. There's an area you can grow up. Pray for provision as you give. As you give stuff away, you know what we learn. Okay, how's the character when I come up short? If you were me back in 2010, realize it and be like, I want to be here where I'm laughing. People might think it's weird. But it just, it, it, it will bless you. It will set you free. You won't have this heaviness. Didn't we read something about that in Isaiah? Then we praise heaviness. Just lift it. We did? Okay, just making sure. I look at that. You know, char- God's character We learn our character from him. So if we know how he would respond. You know, when Jesus went to the cross, you know, God wasn't like, oh, well, I don't know if he's going to raise from the dead. What are we going to do? You know what? They got him. They got him. You know what? I planned this, but this wasn't the way I wanted it. What are we going to do? Oh, they always, these Pharisees always got to be everywhere. (laughs) Can't find good friends. Judas be turning his back. I planned him to do this, and then he did what he wanted. God didn't do that, did he? His character, he's like, you know what? This is good. Victory is here. And when it looked the worst, he said victory is here because God's character is, is pristine. There is no flaw in it. Good character comes when we're patient. God, but I'm just so on fire for you. Well, sometimes being overzealous can hurt people. Mm-hmm. Do you guys know that? That's why God's like, can we grow you up a little bit? We've told you stories where we used to have a youth kid that was like, bring a lighter and be like, hey, you know what? You know what? It's going to be real hot where you are and try to like put his lighter, like, like being like, you're going to hell. I'm like, that's not helpful. Not helpful. Needed a lot of character growth. A lot of character growth. First thing I thought is, why are you carrying a lighter? Be patient. God calls you. Don't be like, he told me I'm going to be doing this. I'm going to speak to the masses. Great. The first thing, speak to your dog. Speak to your cat. Speak in the mirror. Speak to your neighbor. Speak to the person sitting next to you, your family. Right? Character. Can't be jealous and have character. Should be joyful. Oh, you just got this. That's awesome for you. Oh, I love that God is moving you in places. I love that you're having influence that is like far. You know what I mean? There's some people that's like, seems like they do nothing and they have all the influence. Praise God for them. That is anointing because I also don't want to carry the, the yoke that they carry. The more you're in the spotlight, the more you're under that microscope. So we don't want to be jealous or covet a gift or a calling that God gave to somebody else. 
Your first response should be to give mercy, you know, and grace over judgment and condemnation. Our first response shouldn't be like, well, you deserve that. It should be, you know what? Man, that's hard. I wish that wouldn't have happened to you. But I'm glad God still has you. I'm glad God didn't give up on you. And I don't want to give up on you. Make sure all glory and honor and praise goes to who? God, yeah. That's where it belongs. We are really, we will get crushed under the glory and praise. People, man will fall every time we put glory and praise on him. I don't care. We have seen it in the church. We have seen it in, in Hollywood. We have seen it in business. We've seen it in any time that glory and praise gets put on a man, it will crush and kill him. Every single time. We are not meant to carry that. God is meant to carry that. We are meant to give that to him. We have to remember, we are not celebrities. We are servants. We are servants, servants, servants. Servants do what their master asks them. So when we say, I don't want to pray publicly, well, your master said that you are to go out, preach the gospel. You are to, you know what, death and life are in the power of the tongue. That's what your master says. You don't get a choice. You chose already. You made your choice. You gave it to Christ because his ways are higher. His ways are better. His ways are eternal. Maybe instead of asking a double portion of blessing, we need to start asking for a double portion of character. Lord, bless me and bless me. You can't handle the blessing that God could pour out if you don't have character. What did he say to Elijah? He's like, dig ditches because the water is going to be so excessive, it's going to need a place to go as it flows off the altar. Couldn't contain the power and blessing of God. So before we say, God, bless me, God, do this for me, God, 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 give me, give me, give me, give me, give me, maybe we say, God, give me a double portion of character so that I can actually withstand under what you are going to bring me to. I've gotten places without character, and it is crushing. The natural and the supernatural. I just really feel like that's a key piece of ask for character before you ask for blessing. God wants to bless you. He does want to bless you because he's a good God. Hebrews 4.12, it says, For the word of God is living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing to the division of soul and spirit, of joint and marrow, and in discerning of thoughts and intentions of the heart. To our thoughts and even the intention of our heart that maybe we have never even spoken. That's a good God. He's saying, I'm going to be dividing this. The word of God will take away the things that are not for you, that will not benefit you, down to even just a thought or even the beginning of a thought was that intention of a thought. The word of God does that. So we need the word of God, don't we? If we want to get rid of things like, these are my bad habits, these are my bad character traits, don't like this, doesn't feel good, this always gets me in trouble, right? Then we need the word of God. We need to speak the word of God. And actually a word was given to me 
um, a couple days ago, and I had it up on my Bible app, and I didn't know, so when that came in, it says, sing praise to the Lord, bless him, you know, and I thought, that's what I need right now, right when that happened, that's the first thing that came up, and I thought, Lord, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. The word of God heals whatever it cuts. When he says he's a double-edged sword, so he's cutting some things. It does not feel good. If someone cuts you between the bone and the marrow, that's not going to be like, oh, that just felt so good. No, 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 but he heals whatever he cuts. He's like, I'm cutting this, the poison out. I'm cutting, you know, the infections that, are, that you've allowed. Maybe it's been generationally. Maybe it's just been in your, in your own spirit. I don't know or your, your own soul, but whatever God cuts away, he heals. So it can be cutting to our opinions, isn't it? Our souls, our minds, our wills, our emotions, our lifestyles. But the word always has the re remedy to redeem us. Do you guys understand that? So no matter what God cuts away, if he says, lay this down, you're done with this, you know what, no more, he convicts us. You ever been in the middle of sin? And God's like, this ain't going to work out for you. It's going to work out for you. Stop, 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 stop. He sends people to say stop. And you're like, you know what? I'm a godly person. Get out of my way. You must be Satan. God's like, I did not. That was not the enemy. I sent that person to stop you. And we're like, I must be a good Christian. God wouldn't do that. Oh, my word. That's why we got to know the word. We got to know our flesh is just, it is wild, it is feral, it does not matter, it does not want to submit to the spirit. It wants to do whatever is easy, whatever fits. Our flesh does not have character. It cannot. That's why we're like, we, soul, you got to line up with the spirit. Because if you line up with the spirit, the flesh is the tail and has to wag along too. Can I share one more story that will kind of go with that? Because I think, so my dad was an alcoholic, and he, um, when I was eight, he went in to rehab, and, you know, he had to, and he, had, he tried to do it in his flesh. So it's like, I have to go away, I, I can't, he, we couldn't go to a store that sold alcohol for years, probably until I was married. My dad, I mean, I don't think I, he went anywhere even to, like, a restaurant that, had alcohol. He had, to, he had to take his flesh and make sure he didn't go anywhere that you could even see it. We couldn't even go to families if they had it in their house. Like, he had to take the flesh because he was trying to do it on this self-help authority. That's false authority. You know, his whole life, he had to go to AA meetings almost daily. Almost daily. And I said, that's how the world tells you. When you submit to the flesh, you might not do that. You might stop that behavior, but it doesn't cut to the bone and marrow between there to the sharp and actually heal you. It just suppresses. It just suppresses what, it just suppresses what you want to do in your flesh. It doesn't stop it. It doesn't heal it. It doesn't take their way. But, you know, I've seen people when the Spirit of the Lord comes in, they don't have to do, they don't they don't have to even go to rehab. They don't have to do that. And all of a sudden, boom. They are free from that. 
See, there's the difference when we say, well, flesh, I'm going to do what you want me to do. And, and when you don't, and if I don't like it, I'm going to just tiptoe around and, and I just really have to work hard. It's not that hard when the spirit of the Lord comes in and cuts it right out. That's why we need the word of God. We need the word of God, not self-help, not do this and this. this. And those things are not bad. I'm not saying they're bad and, and they can help people. But you're not going to get free from something unless you go to the one who holds the keys to the prison you are in. Does that make sense? All right. Proverbs 12, 18, it says, There is one who speaks rashly like the thrust of a sword, but the tongue of the wise bring healing. If we speak what God speaks, what do we bring? Healing, truth, joy, all of those things bring healing. Where does all wisdom come from? All wisdom. Yes, Proverbs 2, 6. For the Lord gives skillfully and godly wisdom. From his mouth comes knowledge and understanding. So if, if you're like, I want to grow in this area. I need to grow up a little bit. There's people that need me. What do I always say? When you have a child, it grows you up, right? Because you learn how wrong you are in everything. <laughs> you're like, how did you even survive? Sometimes I look at my kids and I'm like, how did I get you to here? When our kids graduated, we... Me and my husband, we were like, we did it. They're alive. They can, you know, like, that was the goal. Sometimes that was the only goal. Like, just don't fall off things. Just don't hurt. Like, don't play with weapons. This one was a freaking pyro. She lit two couches on fire before the age of eight years old. One inside my house and one in my garage. My house did not burn down. The Lord took care of it both times. But see, it's hard. Yeah. <laughs> Needed some character. I'm like, I had to learn, like, don't put things, don't let her be. When you're in the shower, you got to keep the door open because she's doing something. <laughs> got some character. Had to have a little revelation there. See, we need to build on it. When you first get born in the kingdom, you have no kingdom character. You just have the free gift of salvation. And then he's like, now that you're my servant, you're going to do what servants do. Here's what they do, and you have opportunity to learn and grow and build your character. And it's not just for you. It is for every single person that you meet because you are supposed to go out and preach the gospel. We're supposed to do that to the ends of the earth. We need character to do that. We need wisdom to do that. We need revelation to do that. You need to know where you're going into. Am I going into a place that's demonized or am I going into a place where people are just hurt or am I going into a place where people are ignorant? Am I going into a spot where people don't, they've just never heard? I need to know where I'm going. I need to bring the right tools. I need to dress for where I'm going. I mean, the helmet of salvation should always be on, right? But we should also have the sword of spirit. We're always dressed with it because you know what? We have the word of God. When we say dumb things, the word of God can come through and be like, that was awesome. You know? Where we, our character's failing, we can apply the word of God and it's like, there's his character. I always say this. When people come and say, oh, can you help me with this? Can I ask you a question? I'm like, I might have an answer. I don't know. Because if I'm on my own authority, I probably have no, I don't know nothing. But I can give you the word of God. I can give you the word of God. I can direct you to him. If I don't know, I'm like, you better go here because 
I don't know how God's going to do it either. Sometimes we want to make God and say, this is how God's going to do it. This is how I want you to do it, God. I put in my order. Can you do it this way? How many of you guys have done that? <laughs> oh, God, this bill's coming up. I don't have the money. Can you make someone just drop the money in my mailbox? That would be the best. And God's like, oh, actually, I already set up. I have these two extra jobs for you to do. They're really hard, and it's going to take extra time. Aren't you so blessed? And we're like, That's not the order I put in. <laughs> Servants work. So our character keep, I feel like God's saying is, be able to look back and see. So Layla, she had an accident too where the same thing happened in a different spot, almost the exact same thing. Animal runs out, car spun out, she hit a tree. And I have to drive by this every single day that I go to town. And this tree has this big, like, bark off. And we were talking about that after that happened last night. And I said, she said, every time I go by that, I'm reminded. I said, me too. I am reminded of the goodness of God, that he blessed you in that. He brought you through that. You had no lasting anything physical from there. And so every time I go, I said, wow, God is so good. You don't hit a tree head on with a teeny little car that, you know, I could put in a backpack. <laughs> right? Because yeah. that's the goodness of God and it builds our character. So sometimes we just need to look back and say, this is how I acted before. Thank you, God. That's a monument to a dead. Uh, that's a monument. It's dead. It's over. It's a grave. It's like, I don't ever have to go there again because now I have the character of Christ. I have the character of God. So instead of being frustrated and keep going back to there and being like, I got to put this back on. Oh, I have this fear. Oh, I did this last time. That's how I'm going to do it again. You know what? We learn and we grow from it. And we say, okay, I did not apply the character of God in that situation. This time I am. That's good? Let's pray.